Welcome to the Halftime Huddle, a podcast for the gutsy woman calling Australian sport their own. I'm Taylor. And I'm Sarah. And today we have two guests for you. The first is Donna Johnson, one half of the Zenosport co-founders with former Western Bulldogs skipper and her husband, Brad Johnson. They've been pioneers in protective chess garments for women playing contact sports and they continue to work alongside Deakin University to research and educate on breast trauma and injury. This brings us to our second guest, who is Dr. Brooke Brisbane. Brooke has completed a PhD in breast trauma and injury and has forged a relationship with the Johnsons to help in their pursuit to normalise the conversation around breast injury and make female athletes happier and more comfortable. Here they are. Donna, welcome to the podcast and thanks so much for coming on. You've launched the first women's protective garment for contact sport and it's officially licensed and endorsed by the AFL and AFLW, but you're also expanding into other sports as you just told us before we started recording. Could you tell us a little bit about the journey so far into how it all began? No problem. So it was about three years ago and I was just having a coffee with um, a girlfriend and her three daughters had just started playing football. So it was when there was that big influx of junior girls who were finally able to play footy and her daughters ranged from roughly probably eight years of age right through to 17. And we were just discussing just um, the intensity of the game and just how, um, how the girls played and how they didn't hold back and I just sort of threw out the question you know do they wear any type of protective wear because you know they seem to really um go in hard and um she was like no and we sort of started talking about you know um injuries that the girls were sustaining and anyway after that coffee I just just in general chit chat with Brad I just sort of kept bringing it up and saying you know I just can't believe that these girls are um you know they're they're developing and they're just at such a crucial age in adolescence and you know they're playing this sport they love that they haven't been able to play for such a long time and they're going in so hard and they're not wearing any form of protective wear at all and um having kids of my own that you know, play sport and have their own interests. I know that when they start, we go out and, you know, deck them out in whatever they need um, for that particular sport. And it just seemed odd to me that there was nothing available. So I just sort of parked it for a little bit and Brad kept encouraging it. And I didn't place too much pressure on myself. I just sort of spent my days Googling and seeing what was out there and um, researching if there were any other products out there. Um, And I just couldn't find anything that would be suitable for the AFL or, um, you know, young girls playing contact sports. So I just kept investigating and then one thing led to another and um, we started the process of designing and manufacturing our own garments so that's been three years in the process um it's been you know for one garment it's been a huge amount of work but um you know we had to make sure that um it was correct for um you know these young girls who were going to trust us and wear it for contact sport but we're also joined today by brooke brisbane who completed a phd in breast injuries hey brooke welcome to the show Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you and Donna connected. Yeah, so I did my PhD with Breast Research Australia and the Australian Institute of Sport looking specifically at breast issues that female athletes experience uh, across a wide range of sports. And that ultimately led me to investigating breast injuries and identifying that it was a real problem for female football players. 
Um, it was actually a colleague who saw um, Donna and Brad, they had um, their Xena product on Instagram and sent it to me, asked if I'd seen it, and that is how I connected with them. I'm incredibly passionate about this issue and it has been really great for me seeing a company like Xena come along with the drive and the motivation and the resources to translate all of the research findings that I spent the last four years working on into actual real-world solutions that can then benefit female athletes on the field. Brooke, what are the studies that you've conducted? Could you talk us through specifically what they've been on and what the studies have revealed? Sure. So I started out, like I said, looking quite broadly at breast issues that female athletes experience. So that was um, a survey of 550 athletes across 50 different sports talking about breast pain, bra fit issues, breast support, breast injuries, a whole host of problems. And I, at the time, didn't really know if breast injuries were going to be problematic. There wasn't really any um, actual concrete scientific data on breast injuries. They hadn't really been mentioned in scientific publications since about the 70s. It seemed like there, there was some doctors who sort of believed that logically it would be a problem, but we didn't have any actual numbers to say this is how many girls are experiencing breast injuries. And as a result, um, it's not really been a focus for clubs, for sports in general, just across the board. It's not been something that they've thought about. What are the actual breast injuries that occur? So I identified a few different types of breast injuries that are just broadly classified into contact breast injuries. So that's more you know, occurring from contact with another player or with the ball or with the ground or the court. And then there's also frictional breast injuries, and that's more like chafing or cuts that are occurring around the breast, typically caused by bra components. So an athlete's underwire coming out and cutting her, or she's running a long distance and sweating a lot and her bra is chafing against her skin. That can be really painful too. It sounds like such a complex issue because it would be really subjective for each athlete. Is that right? Yeah, of course. And I think one of the main things that I found in this research is that there has not been a lot of conversations happening about breasts in female sport. There has been a tendency for athletes to keep quiet about these problems. And as soon as I went in and really started talking to players at all of these camps and training sessions and competitions, they realized, oh, actually, now that you mention it, yeah, I do have breast pain when I play. I am getting breast injuries. I never knew that I should be speaking up about this. It never even occurred to me that there would be a solution. I thought this is just something that as a woman, I have to suffer through on the field. And before they had the protective garment from Zena, how were they treating these injuries? Oh, not at all, really. So the, actually, one of the most alarming findings to me that came out of my research was that 90% of athletes who had had a breast injury in the past had literally never told one person about it, not their coach, not a physio, not a doctor, no one. So they're just keeping quiet about it. And, and there's a few reasons for that. The first being that, like I said, they just think it's part and parcel of being a female footy player or a female athlete in general is that they just have to suffer through that. Some of them thought there's no point in reporting it because there's nothing that can be done. There is no treatment or prevention that exists. And some of them thought that if they reported it, it wouldn't be taken seriously. Yeah, so what is the importance of reporting these injuries? 
Yeah, so that is something that I, I really wanted to communicate to these athletes when I was going around and doing my research is that there are potential solutions and there is treatment, but we cannot implement any of that stuff unless you are reporting it and unless your coach and medical staff is aware. So actually as part of my research, I also surveyed about 250 coaches and medical professionals that were associated with female football teams. And I found that a vast majority of those staff estimated that fewer than 5% of players were experiencing breast injuries. And that's in contrast to on a player survey that I conducted about breast injuries, nearly 60% of female football players actually reporting experiencing breast injuries. So there's definitely a disconnect between the, the reality for the players of how many injuries they're experiencing and the staff perception that it's really not much of an issue. And of course, no prevention strategies or treatment tra strategies are being implemented then at training or at matches because the staff don't know that it's a problem. So this creates kind of a cycle of unawareness that female players don't report their injury because they think it's not important or it's not going to be taken seriously. But then because they aren't reporting, coaches and medical staff don't actually know that it's an issue and maybe they're not taking it very seriously right now. So staff aren't reaching out and educating players about prevention strategies they can use, encouraging them to report. So we really need to increase awareness at both ends in order to break this cycle. That means speaking to coaches and medical staff about breast injuries so that they can then disseminate information to their players, but also speaking to those players and encouraging them to report their breast injuries so that we can help them because there are prevention strategies that we can try and there is definitely proven treatment for soft tissue injuries in general that can be applied here. It's one of those interesting moments where you think about the development with AFLW only into the fifth year of it and or fourth year of it and it almost seems like they have lifted what they do for the men's game and put it in for the women's game but it's not actually tailored to women's bodies and, and the differences in yeah. in the way that the, the game's played. So absolutely, I totally understand what you're saying. It's very hard if there's no narrative around it, if there's no discussion around the injuries that these women are getting or the protective garments before they get the injuries, then it's not really discussed and people probably feel quite alone in it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I definitely saw that when I was going around and speaking to all of these players, that it, they were having these issues potentially for years and it was impacting their performance negatively and that they still never felt like they could speak out about it. And, and part of that is that several athletes expressed to me, unfortunately, that they felt like this research was sexualizing the game in some way or that it was, you know, providing evidence of female inferiority on the field. But that is in no way the intention of this research. It's really about you know, trying to normalize the conversation about breast injuries so that we can develop a solution so that women can be more active participants in contact sports. They don't have to suffer through pain and injury. They, there are strategies that they can implement and then they can play at their best. Donna, you and your husband, who is the former Western Bulldogs captain, uh, Brad Johnson. So you guys are the co-founders of this wonderful product that's helping, well, female athletes in sport. Could you guys also discuss the ongoing work with Deakin University and also the research and testing being done in alignment with 
the products. No problems. I think um, just following on from what Brooke had to say there, I think um, initially three years ago when I started to sort of do some investigating into what was available um, in the form of breast protection, um, I was also doing some investigation as to what information was out there um, regarding breast injury in sport and same as Brooke, you know, there was nothing available and um, that then led to us doing our own sort of investigation um, and research project. So we actually um, interviewed 300. We did a cross-section from parents to girls to professional um, players and we got the same information and results obviously back that Brooke did because we need to we needed to validate that you know this was needed and you know that there was breast injury happening in sport and I found it was really interesting I had the opportunity to go and see initially when I did start I had adolescents and sort of juniors in mind but um, I had the opportunity to go down and sit with a group of the AFLW Cats girls and for an hour we just sat around and we just had a really good conversation about them and, and the injuries they do sustain and you know it was interesting to know that you know one of the girls had broken her ribs and in order to come back to um, play football she'd put padding and then bandage herself around to um you know protect her ribs when she was coming back from injury you know i've heard of other girls that have bandaged their breasts to give them sort of you know um some protection and other girls did suffer with a lot of bruising and and things like that which then did impact their recovery and then their performance the following week so i think from doing our own investigation that sort of validated the um the need for such a product and then it wasn't till we actually then had our product and we started to um, advertise on Instagram that Brooke reached out and, you know, that was just amazing for us because, you know, her knowledge is just invaluable, what she can bring to us as a brand. But for me, I think in the beginning of this whole process, it, it was about the garment for me. It was about designing it and, you know, making sure it was comfortable and it did what it had to had to do. But the more that I go out to clubs and I present to the girls, initially when I started, I was presenting the garment and now the majority of my presentation really just talks to them about breast and breast injuries and the need to speak up and the need to feel comfortable and just normalising the conversation. And it's been really interesting how... At some clubs, you know, the male um, staff and the male coaches have really embraced it and they've really encouraged the girls to talk. And at other clubs, we've just sort of been left to speak to the girls and no male coaches have come in. So for us, there's sort of been a bit of a shift in terms of it's not all about the product for me. It's really about protecting these girls. And it's not about saying that, you know, you're not as strong as the boys or you can't play as hard as the boys. It's got nothing to do with that because the girls play just as hard. And it's really just about, you know, anatomically we are different and we do have these breasts and um, you know they are important to our health and we really do need to protect them so through that we were then contacted by Deakin University late last year who had heard about our product and um, we then have worked with them to actually have the padding uh, impact tested because we wanted to know that what we were putting out there actually did 
what we were saying it does. Uh, so after that initial study that we did with the impact testing, uh, we've continued to work with them. And at the moment, they're doing a study whereby they have put sensors on female breasts. And obviously with COVID-19, it sort of um, changed things a little bit for us, but um, they've still managed to do the testing. Uh, and that was really to see, um, get results on how impact to the breast without our product on and then impact to the breast with our product on. Um, so we're just waiting on those results now, but um, it's really good to have a local partnership with Deakin University, you know, who really see the value in it. And they're also excited to work together with us to see this become, you know, something that's just normal for, for girls to wear during contact sport. Absolutely. And personally, I see no difference in protective clothing as a box for men who play cricket or, you know, like it's very much of the same ilk. It's just that you guys are the first ones to really bring it up and and build the awareness and start the conversation. And I imagine that a big part of the development of this idea has been raising that awareness. You said you went down and spoke to the cats and have been speaking to a lot of the coaches and the female athletes themselves. So how have you been approaching that and and raising the awareness around the breast trauma that can happen? The good thing, I suppose, is that Brad being in the industry has a lot of contacts and connections. So really, we've just been contacting each senior club and just arranging to go out and trial our garment with them. So we did that over um, Christmas just gone. So we would just go to each individual club and just present our garments, speak to the girls about it, raise awareness, just normalise the conversation. And the more that you talk about it, you know, the more they open up and we give the girls an opportunity to trial it and get their feedback so that, you know, if there's any improvements or things that they suggest, we can, you know, add that into the garment. But also through our um, media connections, obviously, we've just tried to use whatever we can to just start getting our, um, our voice out there and, you know, making people aware that there is a garment available. And then through our social media and really word of mouth and just contacting local clubs and, you know, Brad works day and night on it. He's always on the phone. He's really passionate about it as well. And I think that's, you know, having obviously seen his journey with playing And, you know, I know at one point he did break his ribs and, you know, he had to source for himself, um, you know, something to wear in order to return back to sports. So we've just sort of really tried to use any connection that we have just to try and get this out there. So, you know, and each week it builds, more people find out about it, we get more contact, you know, more people, more girls are wearing it and, you know, we sort of keep generating it that way. How are you aiming to push these coaches to get involved? I think the interesting thing is that when we first started, and footy in general just first started, a lot of the dads were the ones that were concerned, you know, and I think that's because they've probably played the game, they've watched the game, they know how hard, you know, um, and physical the game is. So, you know, there was a lot of conversation um, and we're getting a lot of feedback from dads who were, you know, particular and mums, but, you know, it was really interesting um, that dads were concerned for their daughters. So um, the way around it, and look, you know, I suppose a lot of um, staff at these, you know, at local clubs and at 
higher levels are male and they're all reaching out to us as well. So they do have a genuine concern for all the girls, you know, coming through. It's just, it's been really positive and overwhelming at times, just the amount of um, males who have contacted us, you know, whether it's media or, um, you know, clubs in general. But when we go out and and present to the girls, I suppose we just encourage everyone to be in there. So um, it's changed now. And obviously tonight's our first presentation since COVID. So I'm not quite sure how it's going to go. But prior to all that, you know, we just encourage everyone to come in and just sit in and and really just talk about how we have to normalise it and, you know, encourage these girls to speak up if they do have an injury and Brad and I tend to get there um, a lot earlier so that we do have time to to speak with the staff and sort of stand around and have a chat with physios and you know medical staff and coaches and stuff and really just have a personal one-on-one conversation with them about you know how they need to encourage these girls to be talking up and I think the more awareness that we have around it you know and the more that we do educate you know over time it will become the norm but um, yeah that's sort of how we're trying to do it at the moment and it seems to be working. Yeah, and it likely will become the norm, similar to my reference before about men wearing boxes, playing cricket and, and, and that sort of stuff, and especially you guys getting in so early on in the development of AFLW. Hopefully it will just become a rite of passage that, that women yeah. eventually will need it. I suppose yeah. something that you've mentioned is that the idea is that it minimises breast trauma, but have you found that it it also helps women with their confidence when they're returning to sport after an injury has already occurred? Oh, absolutely. So um, obviously it's still a fairly new product and we've probably really only had the seniors who have been able to really try it in game situations. But from all the feedback that we do get from, you know, parents and girls that are wearing it and things like that, um, it just, and even when we go out to the clubs and give it to the girls to put on, you know, their first reaction is just how they feel like they're secure. It's it's so lightweight, so they don't really notice any um, that they're wearing it. So it doesn't impact on their performance or their game at all. Got a couple of girls actually at the moment who have sort of reached out because they do have broken their ribs. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they go when they are returning back to um, footy towards the end of the year but we do I was fortunate enough for um, Ebony Antonio from the Fremantle Dockers who reached out in really early stages she was the first one to reach out to me um, mm. and she's got a personal journey um, with breast injury and yeah she reached out and and I was more than happy to give her a garment at the very beginning just to see what she thought and um, you know she's a great ambassador for us. She wears it for every training session and every um, every game. You know, she just endorses it and she gives us great feedback. And ultimately, I just want her to be able to go out and perform at, you know, the highest that she can, that she has got a level of protection because prior to that, she didn't have anything. And I think that's where in our initial stages as well, um, I reached out to Daisy Pierce because at the time she was um, coming back from having her twins she was breastfeeding and I thought you know this would be a great trial for us because breastfeeding brings its own challenges and you know she would be a good one to trial it so I met with her for a coffee and we had a really good chat and um, she trialed the garment and same thing she's worn it for every training session and every game since so 
for me, you know, that's the best endorsement, you know, the fact that they're wearing it because obviously they believe in it. And all the girls that we have that wear it, they wear it because they believe in it, they need it, they feel better playing in it, they recover better. Yeah, it just gives them that that level of, I don't know, just security and that, you know, they are protecting themselves. What would you say to any female athletes who aren't using the product? I would say that they really need to uh, look into wearing something. I mean, I know any female would know what it's like to get an elbow, you know, unintentionally or be knocked or knock yourself. Um, you know, just that quite painful and, and things like that, let alone playing a contact sport where, you know, um, you know, it can be really rough and tumble in there and and you are more susceptible probably to knocks to the breast and things like that. So, um, you know, I just think it's a really important area of the body that, you know, we, we as females really need to be on top of and protect. And for us, you know, it's about protection, but it's also about prevention. So, you know, if you can prevent an injury, um, if you can prevent a knock to the ribs and, you know, a knock to the, the breasts and pull up better the next day and perform better the next week, why wouldn't you do something that, you know, is going to help? Absolutely. Brooke, what's next for you on this journey? You know, that that's hard to say exactly. My PhD research has finished in this area and I came out with so many recommendations in my thesis and it often feels like when you finish a PhD or any research in general, that there is this, um, there's a gap between everything that you have learned and recommended and that you believe about an issue and actually implementing that and making change in the real world. So having the opportunity to work with companies like Xena to translate these findings into the real world is yeah, absolutely where I'd like to put my energy right now. But I think it's also worth acknowledging that there's still a lot we don't know about breast injuries. Like this is the, the first research that's really been properly done on breast injuries in several decades. So we still need to understand down the track whether there are lasting effects from breast injuries or you know, exactly where in a footy match players are being injured. Is it We know that they're getting contact from other players, that contact from the ball or contact with the ground, but we don't know specifically, okay, is it happening when they're marking the ball? Is it happening when they're tackling only? Is it happening? You know, I think those things are really going to inform future iterations of protective garments and potentially other strategies like, you know, modifications to technique. That's something a lot of coaches have said to me. Oh, do you think there's a need for us to modify the technique that we're teaching to our girls? We, we don't know that at the moment, but it's definitely something worth exploring. It's absolutely possible that that could be one potential strategy we use to help minimise these injuries. We teach girls to tackle a little bit differently than boys. Donna, where to next for Zena? Uh, so basically for us, it's really just trying to get our brand out there and, and continue to raise awareness. For us, we continue to work with Deacon. Um, once we get our results back, obviously we will continue to evolve the product. Um, you know, there's so much happening in innovation and technology. So this is just the beginning. It's really exciting as to where, you know, this space will take us. Um, and, you know, we look forward to continuing to work with Brooke. 
Um, and hopefully, you know, we've got a great team around us now who through all of us, we can really just get this important message out there and, you know, just allow all these young girls to go out and to play and have fun and be part of a group and all that sort of thing, but also just have the comfort. And I suppose for parents as well, just to have that comfort that, you know, they are being protected in some way. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today and helping us understand the importance of breast injury for female athletes. Zena is an amazing initiative and you both have helped raise awareness of the issue. So thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for listening to Halftime Huddle. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out our others and don't forget to subscribe, like and rate us.